listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, how do your clients get their Medicare prescription drug coverage? Based on recent trends, the majority of Medicare beneficiaries are choosing Medicare Advantage Prescription Drug Plans, MAPDs, over standalone options. We are diving into these enrollment trends and the CMS plan for new legislation in the coming years. The future of Medicare Part D, the push toward MAPD, written by Craig Ritter. As we recover from a global pandemic and inflation worldwide, we've seen updated and new legislation affecting the affordability of Medicare for more than 64 million enrollees. Specifically, the Inflation Reduction Act, or IRA, attempts to provide relief for Medicare beneficiaries who need prescription drugs. While the IRA changes aim to make prescription drugs more affordable for all Medicare beneficiaries, and Craig writes in the written version of this episode that he believes the health history of the standalone prescription drug plan market and potential side effects of the changes may continue to drive the trend toward Medicare Advantage Part D plans. Let's look at Part D's health history over the past few years, starting with PDP enrollment versus MAPD enrollment. According to data from the Kaiser Family Foundation, the last time the PDP market saw a year-over-year increase in enrollment was between 2017 and 2018, when it increased by 300,000 members. Enrollment stayed about the same between 2018 and 2019, but decreased by 400,000 members between 2019 and 2020, 700,000 members between 2020 and 2021, and another 700,000 members between 2021 and 2022. Meanwhile, the MAPD market has seen consistent enrollment growth each year since Part D's inception in 2006. During the three years that standalone PDP enrollment decreased, MAPD plan enrollment increased by 1.8 million, 2 million, and another 2 million members, respectively. Comparatively, from 2019 to 2022, MAPD enrollment increased by 34%, while PDP enrollment decreased by 8%. Now, let's examine Original Medicare, PDP, and MedSup benefits versus MAPD. Enrollment and growth may be higher for MAPDs for several reasons, one being their benefits. Many Medicare beneficiaries are enticed by the $0 premium available on many MAPD Health Maintenance Organization, or HMO, plans, and now even Preferred Provider Organization, or PPO, plans. Additionally, 
There's the appeal of the extra benefits featured in many MAPD plans compared to original Medicare with a PDP and Medicare supplement, all-in-one coverage, and the familiarity of carrier brands and the structure of HMO and PPO plans. Most MAPD plans come with value-added benefits, such as dental, vision, hearing benefits, fitness benefits, over-the-counter or OTC cards slash allowances, and a nurse line. Members have one Medicare insurance card to keep track of and present for hospital, doctor office, and prescription drug coverage. Additionally, their primary medical coverage is provided through a carrier, similar to employer-provided health coverage, with an HMO or PPO structure. With PDPs, there's prescription drug coverage, no OTC cards or allowances, no fitness benefits, and no nurse line. Medicare supplements may provide some extra benefits, like access to fitness programs, but do not provide dental, vision, or hearing coverage. Original Medicare beneficiaries often have their Medicare Part A and B card, a PDP card, and a MedSup card to hold on to and present. Moving on from benefits, what about the costs of Original Medicare, PDP, and MedSup combined versus MAPD? Kaiser Family Foundation data also shows that the premiums and deductibles associated with PDPs are higher than those for their MAPD counterparts. The enrollment-weighted average monthly premium for 2022 PDPs was $40, while drug coverage in MAPDs was only $11 for all plans and $35 for plans that charged a monthly premium. It's important to note that 69% of 2022 MAPD plans had a $0 premium, and all standalone PDPs charged a monthly premium. Keep in mind, beneficiaries with original Medicare pay a Part B premium and sometimes a Part A premium, though not often. If they have a PDP and MedSup, they also pay premiums for those plans. MAPD beneficiaries must pay the Part B premium in addition to their MAPD plans premium if it has one. As for deductibles, 79% of PDP enrollees paid the maximum of $480 in 2022. Only 20% of 2022 MAPD enrollees paid this amount with their plans. More than half of all MAPD beneficiaries, 51% to be precise, were enrolled in plans with a $0 prescription drug deductible. The enrollment-weighted average deductible for PDPs was $398, while drug coverage in MAPDs was $90. Original Medicare beneficiaries with a PDP must meet deductibles for Part A, Part B, and their PDP. If they have a MedSup, it may cover their Part A deductible partially or in full and could also cover their Part B deductible. However, it depends on the MedSup plan. Generally speaking, 
MAPD beneficiaries have to meet a prescription drug coverage deductible and general health coverage deductible, though some plans set one or both of these deductibles at $0. Those are the stats. Now, let's talk about the why behind those numbers. The data show that more and more people are choosing MAPDs over original Medicare with a PDP and MedSub. Analyzing costs and benefits provides some insight on why this may be the recent trend. As we'll review further, there are quite a few new limits, rules, and changes happening with Part D over the next few years that may reinforce and further develop the patterns we're seeing. All this said, and again, Craig's words here, quote, I always recommend that agents give their clients a clear picture of the trade-offs of choosing Medicare Advantage versus Medicare Supplements, end quote. Those who choose original Medicare, a PDP, and a MedSup may have to keep track of more cards, pay higher premiums, and give up extra benefits, but they can see any provider in the U.S. who accepts Medicare and they don't have to worry about referrals or cost-sharing. They typically have peace of mind with knowing what they'll owe out-of-pocket after paying their premiums. With an MA plan, they may have one card, lower premiums, and extra benefits, but there are set provider networks and significant cost-sharing that some beneficiaries might overlook. They may be unable to see the doctor or specialist they prefer or have to pay the maximum out-of-pocket limit. Remember, Medicare coverage is not one-size-fits-all. Agents should always recommend the path of coverage and plans that are in your client's best interests. Failure to do so is why recent legislation aims to treat rising drug costs and affordability issues. We have detailed the Inflation Reduction Act changes that affect Medicare and the Affordable Care Act in another episode. But here's a recap of IRA changes in store for Part D. Beginning in 2023, drug manufacturers who increase the prices of their drugs faster than inflation will have to reimburse Medicare the difference. This aims to limit out-of-pocket cost growth and discourages drug manufacturers from increasing their prices faster than inflation. In 2023, vaccines will be available to beneficiaries at $0 cost-sharing. Two benefits of this change, one, help improve Medicare enrollees' access to vaccines, and two, aims to lower beneficiaries' out-of-pocket spending. For example, a beneficiary could save potentially $57 for a dose of the shingles vaccine. Also beginning in 2023, maximum out-of-pocket cost-sharing for Part D-covered insulin products will be capped at $35 per month. This price cap aims to lower beneficiaries' out-of-pocket spending. Many plans currently place insulin on Tier 3, the preferred drug tier, in their formularies, leading to higher copayments and coinsurance in the gap phase. Moving on to 2024 changes. 
The Part D Low Income Subsidy, or LIS, will be expanded to enrollees making less than 150% of the poverty line. It is estimated that this change will help 400,000 beneficiaries save about $300 a year based on 2020 numbers. It could save partial LIS enrollees who take specialty medications a lot more. Also in 2024, Part D enrollees will no longer owe a 5% coinsurance on prescriptions after meeting the catastrophic coverage threshold. And then in 2025, the annual maximum out-of-pocket, or MOOP, expenses for Part D will be capped at $2,000. The cap is estimated to help 1.4 million beneficiaries save more than $1,355 a year based on 2020 numbers, and it will be especially helpful to enrollees taking high-priced drugs. Between 2024 and 2029, insurers will not be able to raise Part D premiums more than 6% per year, a rule that aims to help keep premiums relatively stable and keep spending growth lower for enrollees. And then from 2026 through 2029, Medicare will be able to negotiate drug prices with drug manufacturers. This applies to certain types and numbers of drugs, with the number of negotiable drugs increasing each year, and the intention of lowering beneficiaries' out-of-pocket spending. Finally, on our timeline, 2032 is the year that the drug rebate rule's implementation has been delayed to. The change in this rule eliminates the safe harbor exemption in negotiated drug reimbursements between drug manufacturers and pharmacy benefit managers and Medicare Part D plans. The delay aims to avoid spikes in Part D premium costs. In Executive Order 14087, entitled Lowering Prescription Drug Costs for Americans, which complements the Inflation Reduction Act, President Biden instructed the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS for short, to begin testing new models to lower the price of high-cost drugs and increase access to innovative drug therapies for Medicare and Medicaid beneficiaries. HHS responded by proposing the following three models. First, the Medicare $2 drug list with an implementation date not yet decided. Part D plans will be encouraged to offer a standardized Medicare list of generic drugs that treat chronic conditions for a fixed low copay. Out-of-pocket costs for these drugs will be capped at a maximum of $2 per month per drug. This model aims to provide beneficiaries more predictable out-of-pocket spending, better outcomes, and medication adherence. Second, the cell and gene therapy access model in 2026. Medicaid agencies will assign CMS, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, to coordinate and administer multi-state outcome-based agreements with manufacturers for certain cell and gene therapies. The plan is to help Medicaid beneficiaries access potentially life-changing specialty drugs. And third, 
The Accelerating Clinical Evidence Model, Implementation Date Not Yet Decided. CMS will work with the Food and Drug Administration to develop payment methods for drugs approved under accelerated approval to encourage timely confirmatory trial completion and improve access to post-market safety and efficacy data. The intention being to reduce Medicare spending on drugs that have no confirmed clinical benefit and encouraging manufacturers to release drugs faster. Something to keep in mind with the proposed models, not all plans will participate in these test models and not all beneficiaries will be eligible for these benefits. However, these programs are important to keep an eye on. Their eventual evaluation will further shape the future of prescription affordability and Part D coverage. We all know that change comes with a price, certainly changes such as these. Medicare is paying the cost for certain new benefits, for example, the insulin price cap and $0 cost sharing for vaccines in 2023. But the cost for these benefits will be factored into the bid process of carriers for future years. As carriers attempt to balance the impact on their bottom line, these costs could trickle down to consumers eligible for or enrolled in Medicare and possibly even senior health insurance market agents. With all of these changes coming, there are many positive outcomes on the way. But what about the potential side effects? Let's take a minute to unpack those. While many of the IRA's changes for Part D appear to be a win for consumers, certain ones will put more pressure on standalone PDP premiums and the health plans to pay the cost of prescriptions. For 2023, health plans are paying 15% of prescription costs above the out-of-pocket cap, but that will change to 60% of prescription costs in 2025. It's unlikely the buck will stop there. Part D costs may shift to consumers. Beneficiaries will likely see some of these costs shifted back to them via increased premiums, especially beneficiaries subject to the Medicare Income-Related Monthly Adjustment Amount, or IRMA, since their coverage is not fully subsidized. For 2023, beneficiaries are subject to IRMA for their Part D premium if they're single and earning more than $97,000 or married filing jointly and earning more than $194,000. Remember, from 2024 to 2029, even though insurers won't be able to raise premiums more than 6% per year, there will be other ways we could see costs shift. We could also see more pharmacies dropping out of preferred status in certain plans, leading to smaller networks. Additionally, we will likely see smaller formularies and tier modifications. For MAPD, there is a positive outlook for the future. Taking into consideration Part D's recent health history, the upcoming IRA changes, and the potential side effects of those changes, 
Craig believes the trend toward the popularity of MAPDs will continue in the future. One reason being that MAPD plans are broader in benefits. They have multiple ways to make up for the cost changes affecting Part D. The Part D portion of the premium and drug coverage deductible will likely continue to be lower for MAPDs. MAPD plans are convenient, packed with value-added benefits, and sought after by more and more Medicare eligibles and enrollees year after year. There are even plans that will help members pay their utility bills. Given these factors, Craig does not expect MAPD commissions to be negatively impacted by the Part D changes happening. He expects carriers will continue setting MAPD commissions close to the CMS maximum. And while Craig doesn't think the push toward MAPD in the Part D market is anything new, he does think recent legislation will continue to move the Medicare market further in that direction, at least for the immediate future. However, This does not mean that agents should stop taking PDP sales. We should always strive to recommend the best course of action for our clients, including Original Medicare, a standalone PDP, and a MedSup. If you'd like to hear more of what Ritter Insurance Marketing CEO Craig Ritter has to say about the upcoming Medicare Part D challenges, you are in luck. He and other industry experts recently discussed that topic in a webinar that we will be linking to in the episode notes. The title of that webinar, Rethinking the Senior Market, A Look at New Products, Medicare Challenges. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to visit the episode notes for links to the information and resources we mentioned today. Follow along and we will even see you next episode. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written by Craig Ritter. Script adaptation by Tina Lamaru. Recording and production by me, Sarah Rupel. Podcast design by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with our show wherever you like to listen. 